Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. Let me tell you something. I'm Andre the Giant. No mascot out here, but I'm listening to Unbottled Enthusiasm with Mark Pearls. And if you don't listen to it, I'm going to squeeze you so very much, because I love to squeeze and squish. So fuck you and fuck your baby and fuck your wife. <laughs> Why fuck them all? See, you have headphones. We're recording at a barbecue gas station. We're not pausing this to put a baby in there. So, uh, so you can just stop it right. You're half drunk and high oh, trying to read a map. Right, here we go. We're literally. We are on, <laughs> on the edge of the Grand Canyon. That's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt. Stoner! And the fat man. He says, man. You really need to turn your life around. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, pull up this <laughs> Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos, as always. It's good to be back. Uh, we've got a special Halloween episode, um, double episode week. Decided I would... Uh, record a halloween episode like last year just talk about a few things about halloween and how crazy of a holiday it is um mostly i'm going to be talking about halloween as an adult um because it's quite a bit different nowadays especially for me being uh six foot seven and 350 it's almost impossible for me to find a costume that would fit me. Um, I was just talking with somebody tonight that uh, we might have to pull a curtain down and uh, have somebody sew it together to make me a costume. I pretty much got one option, um, which is wear my own clothes and like do makeup on my face, which has never turned out well. Or... Uh, or to wear a cloak, because that's about the only costume that comes really big. So I can be a, a Sith Lord or the uh, Grim Reaper are pretty much my uh, my only two options at this point. Because <laughs> um, last year, um, me and my wife and my daughter, we all dressed up like bananas. And uh, we posted a picture on Facebook that said, We are bananas which is gold comedy, as I'm concerned. But uh, I was able to get the costume on, but from the picture on the front of it, like the uh, end of the banana was supposed to hang like down near your kneecaps. And, uh, of course, mine was right around my crotchal region, so it just looked like I had a giant banana boner. So that was awkward and fun. Um, but yeah, it does kind of suck, you know, being an adult, you know, you wish you could go into a store and buy a full authentic Iron Man costume and be able to put it on, but, uh, they just don't make Superman and Iron Man costumes for six foot seven giants. They just don't do it. I think that's, that's a million dollar idea. Somebody to open up a big and tall man Halloween shop. They'd probably make quite a bit of money. But, 
Halloween as an adult is is always interesting to me because obviously a lot of drinking involved. Um, it's pretty much the only reason to go out on Halloween dressed up. Just get a few drinks in you, and I think one of the uh, the best parts of that is the uh, the aftermath of a uh, drunken Halloween night. You know, somebody's got like half their makeup smeared off their face. You know, the uh, the fairy princess has lost one of her wings and a shoe, and she's uh, crying in a bush out by the street. You know the. Uh, the the wizard you know his his uh uh <laughs> i was just gonna call it magic stick i don't even know what they call <laughs> wand i think it's called <laughs> his magic stick his wand is like up some guy's ass that passed out too early in the party you know he never able to hang on to hats or accessories during the night you know Somebody who's always got this, like, elaborate costume with a lot of uh, doodads and dodabs. And they lose them through the night. You know, if you're dressed up like Thor, there's no way you're ending the night with Thor's hammer. That got lost around Applebee's at, like, 1130. But uh, that brings me to another thing is, like, there's been, like, a lot of stuff in the news about people dressing up in tasteless costumes, you know, taking uh, the big headlines from the news and and trying to mock them, or you know, people dressing up with like sexy, you know, Ebola costumes, and there was talk of like tw- two twin boys that were dressed up like the uh, the twin towers, and they had airplanes stuck in the side of their head to like somehow mock uh 911 people dressed up as hitler pregnant nuns you know and i think it's just all shock value you know if you show up to a party dressed like a vampire or frankenstein or a walking dead zombie people are like eh nice costume but you know if you walk in dressed like you know Jody Harris or uh you know the guy that's beheading everybody for ISIS you know people be like wow that's so edgy you know this guy's fucking crazy you know and it's just all about trying to get a rise out of somebody somebody asked me today like would you be offended if somebody came to your front door dressed like you know, Saddam Hussein or, um, who knows just, and I don't, I don't really care what you dress up as as Halloween. If you want to be edgy, be edgy. If you want to be sexy, be sexy. If you want to be stupid, like I'm a citizen or I'm a rational consumer. You're just like, you know, stupid shit. You know, if you're going to dress up, fucking dress up, you know, I usually choose not to dress up because nothing fits me and I'm not going to go to like the Goodwill and find a giant jacket and pretend to be Frankenstein. I'm just not going to do it, you know. And uh, 
when I was in college and I was in the fraternity, that was always a big night for us because every Halloween, um, each person in the fraternity would get a room and you would like, you know, we would do the whole, the whole house like a haunted house and each room would be a different kind of nightmare. But the best part about it was like each room was a nightmare, but there was a different drink in each room that you could, you know, get a drink and get the shit scared out of you. And, you know, that was pretty much it. I remember one year, I think it was only at the fraternity for two years. So I missed the first one, but the second year I dressed up my room, um, like really dark and dank and I was wearing a cloak and uh, the skull mask that glowed in the dark so when you walked past the room all you saw was my glow-in-the-dark face so it looked like a skull floating in the room it was pretty cool and at the time for some reason I was really into Seven Dust the band so I had purchased their new album and I was like really excited about it so I had a strobe light my skull mask and like seven dust blasting in the room for whatever reason. And people would walk by and be like, I don't know if I even want to go in there. And then, uh, I think my drink that night that I had made was, uh, it was something ridiculous. Like I mixed strawberry kiwi Gatorade with uh, Hawaiian punch and then just put a shit ton of vodka. In, and I think was my drink and it was called, uh, like blood punch or something like that and people liked it they drank it up and then they vomited everywhere but uh there was always some crazy stories with my friends on halloween i remember so many crazy parties there used to be a duplex that like 10 of my friends lived at in the northern suburbs and uh, that just used to be where the party was you know just show up it was these two houses that were attached and they had a big deck and a big backyard and like almost every friend i knew lived there at one point in their life you'd get out you know dressed up and go party there they'd have a bonfire and and crazy stuff going on and uh i remember one year my good friend jeff he dressed up like uh, william wallace and braveheart and uh he got so drunk, he jumped up on the back of the couch at some point and uh, started doing the speech from Braveheart. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. And uh, I think he had a rug around his waist at the time. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. No, I'm kidding. And it's always funny like when you're at those adult like Halloween parties... Because it always ends up some people like getting too drunk that uh, they end up start making out with each other. And uh, I don't know why that makes me laugh. Like when you see two people making out and they're in costume, you know, it's like a sexy nurse making out with a zombie. You're like, this is just crazy. And she's got his zombie makeup all over her face and they're just going at it. It's just ridiculous, but... That's what you find at adult Halloween parties, you know. There's single people. People are usually, at that point, dressed up in something. Like, that's the thing I never understood. Uh, people talk about it a lot. Is like, the women on Halloween just always decide to go, 
really slutty. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, you know, maybe I just don't understand, like, when you're, you know, flipping through your head, like, what the hell am I going to wear this Halloween? You're like, oh, that's right. I'm going to dress up like a hooker. Like, why, why is that the first thing that pops into your head? You know, why isn't it like, well, I'm going to dress up like the princess from Frozen or I'm going to dress up like Serena Williams or I'm going to dress up like, you know, uh, the chick from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon or whatever. But no, it's like, oh, that's right. I'm going to dress up like a whore mailman or I'm going to dress up like a sexy nurse or a zombie stripper. You know, it's like, why is it always like just hoary every time, you know, and don't get me wrong. You know, it's, I'm a man. It's, it's nice to see, you know, a prostitute clown walk into the bar or, uh, you know, a vampire slut. You're like, well, you know, bravo, you know, congratulations, (laughs) you know, but I just, I don't get the mentality. Like why, why is that the first thing that comes to your mind when you're thinking about your costume? Cause like, when I would think about my costume, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's right. I'm going to dress up like Dick Jones with, you know, assless chaps. You know, it just, you know, hopefully that won't change, you know, because that's probably the best part of adult Halloween parties is to see just how slutty a lady's going to go that night, you know, come in wearing like airbrushed costume i wonder how many people are going to go out as mystique this year yes it's a it's a rubber it's a rubber suit that i had made out of spanks and then i had it spray painted it was just great there was something a couple years ago too because uh a lot of times i would go down and trick-or-treat with my nephew um and walk around and it was always interesting seeing those kids' costumes, but there was a, a craze a couple years ago, and I don't know if they're still making it, where it was like this full like body sock that you could put on, like it would go over your head and your face, and you would just be like this, you know, solid green entity like running through the neighborhood. It just looked crazy, but. uh I think that's the cool thing about having kids. I think I talked about it on my last Halloween special, but you know, you get to pick out your your kids' costumes now. Unfortunately, I'm I'm away from home this Halloween. I'm working in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, my wife and daughter are going to be going just doing some minimal trick or treating. My daughter's only 15 months, so it's like maybe a couple doors and then back home. But she's going to be dressed up like uh, Batgirl tomorrow, which the costume looks super cute. But uh, it was funny last year when I got to go around trick-or-treating because we were all dressed like bananas. And, uh, you know, I I was holding her her bucket and, and everybody was always like, well, one for the little banana and how about a few for daddy? And it's just like... Because I was standing there, and I was like, God, I really want some of that fucking candy. You know, like, it's hard, you know. Because there was a time, like a weird time where, you know, it was just kind of coming out of, 
you know, my younger years and I was becoming a teenager and it was just like this, a strange time. Like, should I still be trick or treating? It just seems weird at this point. Cause I'm like 14, you know, and go to these doors and I'm just like this giant guy. I'm like, listen, you need to not come trick or treating around here. Like, ah, come on, <laughs> you know? So it is kind of funny, like going around, uh, with my daughter Cause I really feel like, um, I am, uh, I'm kind of using her as a pawn to get a pillowcase full of candy now, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, look how cute the baby is. Give me the goddamn candy, <laughs> you know, cause I, I, I'm, I love candy so much. I mean, it's going to be my downfall. I really think I'm going to get diabetes at some point because it's just, uh, I love candy. I, uh, I love it to the point that I do a thing where, uh, I make this thing called the master mix and it makes my wife laugh every time because it's just a Ziploc bag full of, uh, wild berry Skittles, uh, star kissed minis. And, uh, you know, the third ingredient changes from time to time. Like when it's, uh, when it's Christmas time, it's red and green spice drops. Uh, Easter time, it's starburst jelly beans. Sometimes it'll be jelly belly uh, jelly beans, and sometimes it'll be dots. It just depends, you know. It's just like this bag of candy that I eat out of, and I call it the Master Mix, you know. And I love Twizzlers, and I love, uh, you know, Sour Patch Kids, and Sour Worms, and... I don't know what it is, man. I've just got such a sweet tooth for any kind of candy. I mean, I'm pretty sure that uh, I've on my own kept the Reese's Buttercups in business all these years. I mean, and when they started coming out with the the Buttercup trees for Christmas and the pumpkins for Halloween and the eggs for Easter, I mean, I think I think the worst diabolical thing that they ever did was make Reese's Buttercup minis where you don't even have to unwrap them, you know? You just tear the top of the bag off and just dump them down your gullet. Because, like, having to unwrap the mini, like the, not the minis, but the small Buttercups, like, that would slow you down. Like, God, this is taking forever, and I've unwrapped, like, six of them. I think I'm done. Well, now that you can just tear the top of the bag off and just dump it in your mouth, I mean, forget about it. That will be the end of me, is mini buttercups and uh, and probably Skittles. Um, the candy's good, man. They come out with new stuff. Willy Wonka's one of my favorite movies, but... Uh, if you're taking your kids out trick-or-treating this year, just be careful. If you're going to uh, an adult Halloween party dressed as uh, the ISIS assassin, don't be surprised when people give you shit, you know. Just try to have fun. You know, it's fucking Halloween. There's an old joke that uh, Jehovah's Witnesses refuse to uh, recognize Halloween because supposedly it's a pagan holiday. 
So it's okay for mom and dad to go door to door. That's like the old joke. I can't remember who told it, but I think it was pretty apropos for this podcast. But uh, yeah, I'm going to play a cool bit on the way out. It's from one of my favorite movies as a kid. One of my brothers, too. It's the uh, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and it's the section of the cartoon when Snoopy is the uh, the Red Baron. So after the uh, after I'm done talking here, I'll clip that in so you can hear the uh, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And uh, thanks for tuning in. You can always get the podcast at uh, iTunes and uh, Podbean, LargeDrunkMan.com. And, uh, hope you guys enjoy this, uh, the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown Snoopy is the, uh, the Red Baron and, uh, tune in next time when we talk about who knows. What in the world kind of costume is that? He's a world war one flying ace. Now I've heard everything. All right, everybody, we'll go trick-or-treating and then over to Vias for the big Halloween party. happened to the World War One flying ace? Oh, he's probably getting ready to take off in his Sopwith Camel on the next Dawn Patrol. His mission is to find the Red Baron and shoot him down. Here's the World War One flying ace climbing into the cockpit of his Sopwith Camel. Contact, he shouts.
Here's the World War I flying ace, imagining he's down behind enemy lines, making his way across the French countryside. should be good at this. You have the perfect mouth for it. Blech! My lips touch dog lips! Bach! Ach! Poison dog lips! Bach! Ach! Gentlemen, the winner of this podcast and new intercontinental podcast champion, Mark Pools. 